stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going to solo to talk about an important topic. It's one of the most important in investing, but it kind of gets the shaft, really, because it seems really boring, and that's diversification. Um, I know, like I said, it seems kind of boring, and there can be numerous kinds of diversification. Um, It can be whether or not you should be in all stocks or stocks and bonds and cash and gold and real estate and that kind of diversification. But I'm going to talk today about diversification among stocks actually in your portfolio. So a long time ago, I was taking this basic introduction course, this class at Berkeley on the CFA, and it was like um, how to become like just if you were interested in becoming a certified financial analyst type of thing. And so it was taught by an experienced registered investment advisor. And one of the tasks he had us do was to provide him with our own portfolios so he could give feedback on like what was good about it, what was bad, if we had portfolios, because not everybody necessarily had their own. But um, at the time, I was heavily invested in, get ready, the gold miners. Yes, this was a while ago, (laughs) I might say. And this was before the gold miner ETFs were even in existence. So those were not available. If you want to own any gold miners back in the day, you had to buy the actual stocks. So I think I owned like five gold miners (laughs) at the time. And so I turned in my portfolio and then we get it back. And on his written comments on the page, it just said, why can't you own just one? And then he highlighted like all the gold miners. And that was a good question. Why did I own five gold miners at the time? Um, But let's take another look at another example of what diversification or lack thereof, as that was, can be. So if you take a look at Warren Buffett's portfolio, as we like to call it, at Berkshire Hathaway, you can see from his uh, 13F filings, you know, what stocks Berkshire now owns. And I'm going off of the last filing, even though we're about to get another one, but the last filing was in November 2018. So we're going off of that one. But I've complained about this on various episodes of my podcast, including the Value Investor podcast, but he now owns uh, four different airlines. American Airlines, ticker AAL, Southwest Airlines, LUV is that ticker, Delta, DAL, and then United Continental, UAL. So basically that covers anywhere you want to fly in the continental United States, plus the Caribbean, plus a whole bunch of foreign locations, destinations, and Hawaii and Alaska. So why own all four of these? Are they really that different? You could argue Southwest Airlines is the low-cost carrier, so that one has a little bit different bent, and it used to be only domestic, but now they've expanded into the Caribbean and some into like Mexico and such, so they do fly some international routes now, so you can't even differentiate them by only being domestic anymore. So, But they're not flying Europe and some of these super long-haul flights either. So that one, maybe you could differentiate as being a little bit different, but the other three, 
I know I'll get some tweets about this. The other three are mostly the same. Um, yes, we all have our favorites and we all are loyal to certain ones of those three if you're in the United States and you're a frequent flyer. But there's not really that much different in the business. So also looking at Buffett's portfolio in Berkshire Hathaway, what about the banks? He now owns seven of the 10 largest U.S. banks. And you might ask yourself the same question. Do you really need all of those? Do you need to own seven of the 10 biggest banks? Is that very diverse? It doesn't seem like it. For a regular investor like you or I, it might make more sense instead of actually owning this the singular stock for those seven banks to just own an ETF that holds, you know, a big basket of them. And at least then you're holding that whole big basket and that's easier than buying, you know, seven individual stocks. What about the financial spider, the XLF? That one is usually mentioned most often when you're talking about like sector ETFs and especially the financials. That's the one, the barometer everybody looks at. But it has um, around 60 stocks in there, I believe. And 28% of that is now just four banks. So you could own the big four if you bought the XLF, and it would be 28% of that XLF already. And that those big four are JP Morgan, which is JPM, Bank of America, BAC, Citigroup, which is just C, and Wells Fargo, WFC. And then another 14% is actually Berkshire Hathaway itself. Now, maybe that's in the XLF because he does own a lot of other financials, in um, his holdings, in addition to those seven banks, there's like American Express, there's like MasterCard, there's some other banks. Um, so he he does own, there's some insurance companies, he, he does own quite a bit in the financial sector. So the ETF now has Berkshire plus the four big banks, and that's over 40%. So you can go that way and own quite a bit of the big banks by just buying that one ETF. But you do have to ask, again, I go back to the question, why should you own seven just of the individual stocks? Now, I know many of you also own the FANG stocks, and maybe you own like five different Chinese social media stocks. These are all in the same sectors, and in some cases, the same industry. So those, if that's all you're owning, which I know, because I've seen some of your portfolios, that is all you own. That really isn't very diverse. You also, I feel like one of the key is that many of you think, oh, if I own more stocks, I'm more diverse. But then you buy more stocks in the same industry or sector. And that doesn't reduce your risk. That's actually consolidating your risk in that one sector. So if I own the four big airlines and fuel costs go up, well, it's going to hit all four of them the same. And the stocks are pretty much going to respond the same way. If certain of the airlines are adding capacity, maybe you might get one or two that is outperforming the other one. Um, the one that's not adding capacity might be outperforming, that kind of thing. But again, there's not a lot to differentiate it. So you're not reducing your risk in your portfolio by owning more of the airlines. And so that's something that people need to keep an eye on because I did it like again with the gold miners and I know many of you are doing it too. So 
Diversification can mean and should mean owning numerous industries, and it can also mean owning different size companies. So the big caps, the medium caps, the small caps, and you can do that in different industries as well, or even in the same industry in some case. So you have to watch that as well. I know this has got like complicated, isn't it? I thought this would be an easy topic, but not really. Um, But you can also get the diversity easier with the ETFs. And that is kind of the genius of those now that we have them, um, which we always didn't have have them. So now you can use it. You can use the XLF to diversify instead of just buying the seven. And then you can buy numerous industries that way. Um, They do say if you hold just the individual stocks, no ETFs in there, that you should have at least 15 to 20 holdings to be diverse and to reduce your risk. Now, Berkshire, I counted, has 46 holdings as of the November 9th, 13F filing. But he has billions to deploy. And that's he's also having a hard time finding enough in different industries, as you see, because he's so heavily weighted in the financials now, plus the airlines, um, that... You know, he's he just he has to deploy the billions without actually buying out the companies themselves. We don't have that problem. So I don't need to own 46 different stocks. That's that's an enormous one. It's hard to keep track of all those. What are they doing? What what were their earnings reports like? What do the fundamentals look like? Is it still on track to for the reasons that I bought it? And then you're you think you're reducing the risk, except most people aren't owning 46 in, you know, all completely different, unique industries. They are probably heavily weighted, as Berkshire is, in several different industries. So be sure to ask yourself, do you really need those two airlines? Or could you just have one? Do they fly to the same locations? Do they have similar business models? Do you really need three U.S. home builders, or could one do it? Now, sometimes they do have different business models. Look at the railroads. Each railroad in the United States basically is designed to cover certain geographic areas. So you could say, yeah, I own two or three of the railroads, but that's because I want to own the East Coast, which is CSX, is one of the big ones out there down into Florida, or I want to own the West Coast, which is Union Pacific, Or maybe I want to own part of Mexican rail lines, so I buy Kansas City Southern for that. That part is okay if you're doing that kind of analysis. But if they had three railroads and they all were on the West Coast doing quite similar businesses, ask yourself, why do I need all three of those? Do you need to own more than one, say, community bank in the same community? Do you need three Texas banks, for instance? Um, Or do you need more than one Puerto Rican bank? Probably not. (laughs) Ask yourself, why do you own multiple ones? Now, there is a difference between trading and investing. Those are two different kinds of animals. Um, I understand some of you might have been trading the Puerto Rican banks, for instance. After Hurricane Maria, they got really... um, sold off. They sold off hard. And a lot of you, some of you made big bets on the Puerto Rican banks to have a turnaround once the recovery money and insurance money came in there, which is what actually happened. So that is a different animal if you're trading them versus just investing them. But Warren Buffett is investing. And those are 
sitting there with the four airlines and all the mega banks, not very diverse. Um, also, you know, I'm the first to admit I was investing in the gold miners back in the day and I didn't need five of them. I wasn't trading them. And even though with some gold miners, you might have, uh, or even commodity plays in general, you may have ones that are certain size differences or ones that, um, are drilling in different locations and for various reasons, fundamental reasons, you might think, oh, it's better to be there. You know, So for instance, on the energy side, you may want to own those drilling only in the Permian or the biggest players in the Permian. But oh, wait, I also want to own that California driller. So therefore, I'm owning two drillers. Um, so there are these other little things that you do need to look at. But now, if I was to buy the gold miners today, I, I would not own five and I would likely buy the gold miner ETF because it now exists. There's several of them um, that exist now. And just FYI, I haven't actually bought a gold ETF, even the physical one or that kind of stuff in many years now. Um, but I used to used to goof around in the gold miners way back in the day. Um, and that's okay. But... The comments by the teacher of my class did give me pause because I fall into these bad behaviors just like everybody does. And it's good to keep in mind about why you have a certain stock in your portfolio. Are you diverse enough? Granted, we just had a big sell-off in the stock market and it basically brought everything down with it. So even the diverse portfolios in many different sectors and industries and even market cap size sold off in this last sell-off. But it doesn't always happen that way. So um, you want to be diverse and you can get that through the ETFs, as I said, or individual holdings. It is harder to get in individual holdings if you're investing. If you're trading, again, a whole different ball of wax and you're not going to hold these long enough. But um, with investing, definitely be sure that you know why you are holding those four airlines. I'm sure Berkshire Hathaway could tell us if they really wanted to, why they feel the need to hold four. But remember, he has a lot of money to deploy and it's got to go somewhere. We do not. So um, we can be a little bit choosier. So Again, um, make sure you're diverse and that you don't just own one of the, like the hot sectors, that you aren't just in all tech, that you look around to see where there might be deals um, and growth and things going on in other types of industries because that is the best way to ride out the ups and downs that certain industries definitely do have. I know a lot of you right now in the semiconductors are finding out if you were really heavy in the semiconductors that it's a little bit rough going now over the last six months. And so you want a piece of that diversity in your portfolio. So um, diversification is one of the most important investing rules. Okay, let's recap a whole bunch of stocks I mentioned this time. A lot of them are the airlines and the banks. So the airlines, United, UAL, AAL is American, Southwest is LUV, Delta is DAL. I believe they've all reported earnings now. Um, pretty solid, actually, on some of these. So 
go in and listen to those conference calls on those. Then we've also heard from the big banks already, JP Morgan, JPM, Bank of America, BAC, Wells is WFC, and Citigroup is C. You can get that ETF just through the XLF and own all those big banks if that's the way you want to play it. So keep in mind, diversification is key to any portfolio and don't lose sight of that when you're out there buying all your favorite stocks. And remember, we are on a lot of different platforms. So you can get us here in a lot of places on Apple Podcast. You can get us on SoundCloud. And I believe soon we're going to be on Spotify with the show. I know some of you have complained to me like, where is it? We want to get it on Spotify. That's fantastic. It is coming soon, if not already on there. So get us somewhere. Subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And I'll be back again next week with some more stocks. <laughs>